know when they recorded. No. All right, it's recording. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening in to Stark Naked Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have this person in front of me on a screen. <laughs> this is Christian Breslauer. I have known Christian literally since like middle school, I think, right? Middle school? Yeah, for sure. Since and yeah, back in Broward County, P-Town. Um, so Christian is, I'm just going to give his introduction because it's worth it. He is 28 years old, film director, cinematographer. Is that just like a, obviously, just a, you, you record, is that what that is? Cinematographer? Cinematographer is basically like uh, chief, chief camera, chief lighting technician. So anytime you watch a movie and you say, wow, this scene looks beautifully lit, like the photography of it is, is what that's in charge of. Like the lighting, what lenses you're using, you know, the framing. A director's really mostly in charge of like the acting. Okay, I gotcha. So, so yeah, okay, just a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right, so film director, cinematographer, what he just said, writer, producer, CEO of Savage Films. He's also, you're vice president of Blank Square? Yeah, I'm a co-founder. Co co-founder of Blank Square Productions. He has worked with a million artists, which I'm going to go ahead and name them off because it's going to sound really interesting. Rappers <laughs> such as Russ, who that's fucking awesome because I really like him. And I think he has like a great mindset. Lil Baby. I'm going to enjoy saying all these names. Roddy Rich, Boogie with the Hoodie. <laughs> Bozzy. I think he raps. Yeah, Trey Songs, Tory Lanez. Fucking Chris Brown, uh, Levon Bell, Levion? Levon. Yeah, he's a football player, but yeah, but I saw your thing. That was pretty cool. Trippy Red, which was actually a sick video. I really like that one. Tyga, T Pain, Migos, Rich the Kid, fucking Miguel, which is also pretty awesome. And DJs like Marshmallow and Alesso. Currently working on a million things. I'm sure he's super busy living out in LA. He's just a normal kid from Davie, Florida. Who would have thought? Broward County. Now he's living in LA with like also two really cool roommates. And like, my first question is just like, are you tired? <laughs> Honestly, when you were naming that list, I'm like, that's actually pretty lit. Like I never really like look, take a step back and like see like the names like, as you name it, like, wow, she's actually naming like all like relatively like big people. Like, big, like huge. Not to like, I remember when I was like, just, thinking about that but um am I tired always tired but I think there's a difference between being tired and being like inspired tired so it's like I love what I do so much that like I fucking try to sleep and I'm like I can't sleep because I'm thinking about like what I'm trying to do you know what I mean so it's like yeah like for example I'll just walk you through my last week it was like um my best friends, we don't get to see each other because obviously like, some of us are in Texas, LA, most of them are in Florida. Just mayhem of trying to get everybody together. Um, so we had planned this trip. Like We're like, all right, well, let's like, start making a tradition of getting us all together at least once a year. You know? So we, we planned a trip to go skiing. That's our new thing. So it's like everybody planned this trip to come out. And me having the freest schedule I wear for myself, I'm like, yeah, man, just you know, whatever dates work for you guys works for me. I'll figure it out. And sure enough, like, as it's approaching, I'm getting, like, like, right before the Christmas break, I dropped two videos, the Marshmallow one, Roddy Rich, and they just started blowing up. And then it's just gaining so much traction that, like, going into, you know, after the holiday break, like, everybody was blowing up my phone saying, hey, right at the top of the year, we're trying to shoot, we're trying to shoot. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
so then it's like the first week back in like the industry is always like January 4th, 5th, you know, whatever that Monday is. So I start getting all these calls and I'm like, fuck, my friends are flying in on the 7th. Um, this is about to be nuts. And then Roddy Rich's people call me and they're like, hey, he's about to leave on tour on the 13th, but he wants you to shoot like three videos for him. One of them being The Box, which is the number one song in the world right now. All that, yeah. And like two other ones. And I'm like, well, shit, I only have like four days. Of, you know, I have like a tight window because I'm leaving for my ski trip on the 9th. And I have all my friends flying in. So I was like, all right, I have no choice but to do these back to back to back. And they're all overnight shoots. So it's like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, my God. So, and had a couple of days to put them together, just assembled like a superstar team, got everything together. And uh, yeah, we knocked out three. And then I literally woke up the next day, drove a four or five hour trip to the mountains and just said, fuck it. And then came back. Um, and then now we got just this week alone, we have like, I think like six or seven, I think like six shoots going on this week. I mean, I don't have to direct all of them, but I'm like, producing yeah yeah like somehow some way touching a lot you know so you're still working you just told me that you were like working on some yeah i was editing so like those three videos i shot they have to get edited i don't necessarily have to edit anymore but i have to sit in on edits and make my notes you know what i mean in the sense of like making sure it's as tight as possible you know because that's the one thing i've learned in order to do a lot you have to be willing to kind of give freedom to other people like you have to be able to like there's no way i could do everything right. and i try as much as i can do everything because i already know like when i bet on me i'm gonna win like because i won't let myself fail but there's as soon as you start giving like, little pieces to people yeah. your foundation has chances to crack and not that you know people suck or whatever it's just more so like your vision is your vision and you really have to to get it from brain to somebody else's brain is a is very hard thing to do. So it right. takes a lot of time still, but it's that time that I'm not sitting behind a computer. I'm creating new ideas for new videos and pitching and lining up other people. And it allows me to do so much more. Whereas the old days I used to just sit there and do everything, go get all the props, go do this. And, uh. and honestly it made me who I was because I'm not afraid to wear those hats. If I see somebody who's doing something, moving at a pace that's not up to par or whatever, I could literally look them in the eyes and be like, yo, man, I've done your job. I could do it faster than you. If you can't pick up your pace, I'm just going to outrun you. And that's kind of like a big thing it takes to, you know, to really rock and roll in this industry. I was just, what what was I just listening to? It was somebody, I don't know what, they're like super important, but they were saying that like, if you're like, if you want to be huge and you really want to like become successful, you have to do all like the little jobs. So you know what it's like when you're delegating all that stuff because you've done oh, it before. A thousand percent. We, right now we have like the new thing is like, we're trying to get more directors, more creators because we're getting so many jobs coming in and out that it's more or less like um, trying to delegate because you know, you can't do everything. So it's like, we still want the business and we still want to help put other people on. So like we're grabbing people, like we don't really grab people out of film score out of these things. We look for the guys who are an Instagram talented young dudes who were like us, you know, like when I say us, me and my partner, Edgar, cause we both came out of Miami doing the same shit, shooting hood videos, strip right. clubs, the whole nine, like just <laughs> crazy. And so we look for those type of young talents, but then it's like, sometimes we think like, man, these guys have such a chance because we're giving them so many keys. Like nobody was ever coming down from anywhere 
and saying, hey, man, I don't want this 20K budget. Can you shoot it? We were like, if we heard that, man, we were fucking going crazy. I used to get excited if somebody said they just wanted me to shoot for like a couple grand. You know what I mean? So like, I was like, you're going to pay me to do this? What? That's so sick. And it's something that so, you love. So, so what we learn is like the more you try to cut corners, like experiences mold people. You know what I mean? So like those times that I would be waiting for a client to pay me and I'm waiting outside their house and they're not answering the phone and I'm owed all this money because I fronted money and I'm just like stressed and like you might not get that money and you have to take that on the chin and then to like having to go pick up gear and get it returned before a certain time or they're going to charge you another day to like so much shit that like, you know, these guys like without experiencing it, they don't really, you lose that little factor. And sometimes we get frustrated, but then I'm like, you know what, you know, it's those, it's those things that really make someone. And sometimes you got to just let people, you know, run to the world and just kind of like, figure shit out you know that's important it's like like what i told you today about your last podcast is like you gotta just go through shit to like understand you know like a journey is so important to growth it's like insane you know what i mean like anybody trying to cut corners is like yeah always look for an efficient way to get to a path but at the same time that journey is everything you know what i mean that's the biggest key to you learn all this shit man this past i've learned more about myself in the past six months than i've ever learned in the past 28 years and it's i been- remember when you were going to move and i remember saying like hey it takes a lot of courage to move away from everybody you know and like into new territories and shit but i was like you're gonna figure it like it's the best time to like lock down and and that's a that's a real big key of like i mean granted i didn't move alone because i was kind of moving out here with like a partner but right yeah but I, I just got myself in a situation where then all of a sudden I'm moving. Like right now, all my friends just came to visit me and I'm like, yo, what are you guys doing? Are you really in your careers? And everybody's kind of like figuring shit out. Not hundred percent. I'm like, well, come out here, move, you know, move out to LA. I'll get, I'll put you in a position to win, like producing. I'll put, find your little gel and let's just build this thing together. Do they do, you know? do, they do producing and stuff? No, they'd never done it. But you know, like whether or not you work in a restaurant, it's all similar. If you're good at numbers, okay, I can find a numbers job for you. If you're not creative, like there's other jobs, you know? That's awesome. So, Man. That's so like- just trying to find a way to facilitate and help, you know, everybody, you know, put them in positions to win. That's the biggest, if you could put more and more people in positions to win and you, you, it's like a giant pyramid, you know what I mean? Like you put people and tell those people to build other people underneath them. It's like, you can, you're next thing you know, you're like a, 30 person army who's achieving one goal and you're having to work less but you're achieving more and that's like once you figure those keys out it's like and your universe talking, opens yeah. up you know what i mean yeah and you get to work on your own schedule and shit which is pretty cool you definitely have the coolest job i think our 10-year reunion is i think you're gonna be the coolest person there <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's funny because i keep seeing these uh these messages on there i'm like Everybody's like, oh, you know, does anybody need help? I'm like, I felt like writing, like, does anybody want, should I, should I line up an artist to just perform? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> can we get a DJ? Oh God, do we, do you want Marshmallow to DJ? No. Yeah, get fucking Russ and Marshmallow over there. Yeah. <laughs> really bring a, yeah, well, that'll be the best nah, one. But the other thing is I always, and no matter what, you know, I'm always a humble person. Like I, I still, yes. that's a big, that's a big factor of, of, of everything. It's good to be cocky when when you need to be, but humble is is better than everything because um, as quick as you can make it to success, success can leave. And always paying shit forward is super important. Like, don't forget, like, I don't forget the journey. I don't forget the times. I don't forget the struggles of like, 
any of that stuff because that's the that's the daily reminders of like yeah you have it good right now but like you know people are hot one minute people are not hot the next so you got to stay relevant and you got to stay on your toes and and find other ways to build up like you know find other ways to build a network where you don't have to stress about those things so much you know what i mean and that's that's really important to anybody in anything they're trying to do i would say absolutely yep well definitely yeah. being humble too is uh yeah i Kendrick definitely Lamar said it best yes <laughs> you know that you're really good at what you do obviously but it is nice to have you met people out there that are like super cocky that do what they do and then they kind of just like falling off or yeah no i just see people like yeah you'll see people that are super cocky and maybe it affects their relationships with like crew member because you gotta imagine like in some of these videos i'm doing like i'm it still blows my mind sometimes like i'm in charge of like a hundred people and i'm like how am i in charge of a hundred people and everybody's <laughs> coming to you ideas but then you have like in that hundred people there's keys to those positions that are like your generals and you're dishing out orders and they're filtering it through the ranks but you still have a hundred fucking people that are like and it blows my mind sometimes that don't you like, feel so important <laughs> yeah but also like i feel like i'm such the same guy i'm like like sometimes i'll be like wanting to move a light and stuff and people are like yo man let me do it and i'm just like oh man i'm like just not used to it you know what i mean i'm like i don't mind doing it oh. or people like if i'm holding a camera people could let me grab the camera like you're holding it too long and be like no man like trust me this is where i'm ho i'm home here and so it's those little things of like, you know. I think I saw Edgar post that too. I follow him too. And he was saying something. Yeah, like, Edgar, well, me and Edgar cut from the same cloth and we talk about it every day. Like, you know, like we were just talking about some of our upcoming directors and we're like, man, like I'm throwing them a lot of records right now. Like just big records for big artists. And I'm like, man, like we're, they just don't have the hunger. Like, you know, that we had. And he's like, he's like, man, have you met anybody like you? Have you met anybody like me? And we're like, no. And we're just no. like, every day, we're like, man, if we could clone ourselves, like, be amazing but you know it's crazy because i remember like back in high school like you would you talked about this and it's really cool the fact that you actually because so many people talk about what they want to do and it's so not that it, it doesn't like make it drives it does drive me crazy when people talk about something that they want to do for so long and they don't like push towards it and put you actually your your mouth is. You what put your money where your mouth is type of thing. yeah and you actually did it and people tell me that all the time like like I said, my friends were just out here and they're, this is their first time ever being like a lot of them first time in LA, but also just being on a set. And it just so happened that I was shooting massive videos, you know, Roddy Rich, like whatever. Like, you brought them there? Yeah. I brought them to set and they just got to experience it. And they're walking around and they remember me like earlier than like most people, like I put all my friends, I was shooting a war movie from like, I think age 14 through seven, 16 over like three summers of like making all my friends go through the jungle, like Davy fucking forest dressed in camo shooting shit. Like right. they remember, <laughs> like I have one of my best friends, he dies like eight times in this movie and they're just like, all my friends are in it. So when they see it and they're just like, man, this is nuts that like you used to talk about it. You were into it back then and you're doing it now. And it's like, you know, I sometimes forget about that, you know, like, and I, I think that's the important part of anything is just reflecting on the journey because it's like, I'm not where I want to be, but it's also like, if I told my 10 high school self, okay, it's your 10 year reunion. You're going to be living in LA directing like huge videos and doing it. Like to, when I say that, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like it is, but obviously I want to be doing movies. So it's like, well, but yeah. who's to say that in 10 years, I won't be. So, cause well, as far away as where I am now, right felt, yeah. as far away as I am right now, 
as far away as I am right now felt 10 years ago when we were in high school. It's like, that's how far away that feels as like winning an Oscar. And that's, what's cool. You know, like, I think it's important. Much closer than you were 10 years ago, for sure. Exactly. I mean, I'll be honest, 10 years ago for everybody listening, like I wasn't the best student. I was a fucking stoner surfer kid who like still making movies, but I didn't really take school seriously. Like I was good at, the only subjects I was good in was English, which makes sense that I'm a good writer, but senior year, I was in honors English, but then they started making me do research papers where it's like, have to cite your work and all this stuff. And like college, this is how it's done. And I'm like, if this is what college is like, I hate writing. Like I'm a creative writer. I like to write stories that I make up. That's how I got to honors English. Cause I'm creative. I could write amazing stories. But as soon as they started going down that road, I was like, man, it's not for me. And just the whole drag of, college and they're like oh algebra two this is just the entry level college shit and i'm like i can't get past algebra one <laughs> what the fuck do i need to know what xy squared to t no nobody needs like to. i was like am i ever gonna need this shit no i said i'm creative and the more i wanted to go to film schools and they were telling me you had to do these classes like you had to go through these levels just to get to a major to do film i was like so you're telling me i gotta do these classes to get a major in film and i just was so put off by it and there were schools like Full Sail that right. were like more magnety. And all in all, I remember when it fully came down to it, my parents, when I graduated, I was at my graduation party and everybody's asking me, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. Everybody in my family is like, you know how hard that is? Like Hollywood and all this shit. And my mom and dad were always supportive. Um, That's awesome. And, but my mom and dad came up to me and they're like, look, we don't have any money um, for your college. Like, we don't have anything. We went through tough times. Like, we don't have anything for you. And I remember just going like, well, fuck, um, what do I do now? And this is where, this is where I say like the importance of just the journey, because in that moment, I think I took a year, um, I took all my graduation money and I just smoked weed every day. Like really, I, me and my best friends, we went down full stoner path of just like, I didn't know what to do. Um, I took a little bit of money and went and bought my first car. It was like a $3,000 Jeep. And I remember I didn't have enough money to, I didn't have a job. I didn't have enough money to put insurance on that car. So I couldn't even drive it. It just sat in my driveway. And I just remember saying, oh, I got to go get a job. And I went and got a job applying anywhere. I just did the whole, every plaza, sending an application, seeing what would stick. Just any I ended up getting a job at some Asian fucking restaurant. Oh, okay. Doing like Asian bitch work where it's like, I'm washing dishes. I'm also chopping vegetables. I'm also like cooking vegetables. Like I'm like, I didn't know my job title, but I was making like $170 a week out of high school. And it still wasn't even, I would get dropped off and I still couldn't drive my car. And I worked there for probably about like, I want to say like seven, eight months. Uh Crazy. And at the time, I think I graduated my, uh, either my computer was broken that I edited on or my camera was broken. I can't remember which one it was, but I hadn't even been doing video or the things that I was passionate about. It kind of was slipping away. You know, I could have easily in this moment gone, just said, I'm going to be a stoner, live in Davie, go to fucking big dogs twice a week, you know, like just commit to the lifestyle. Oh, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I know, that. it's crazy, but... um. And 
this is why this is gonna be a great story. But anyways, at the time, I think I ended up leaving that restaurant. I go work at Wings and Things, and I made I started making like I think I was busboying or washing dishes, and I started making like two hundred and fifty bucks a week, which was like for me, I was like, man, I doubled it. Like, wow, this is great. Uh-huh. And then I remember sitting. I was like on my computer or phone one day and I was going through Twitter and somehow I followed like Jordan Hollywood. Right. So like Jordan Hollywood went to our school and I remember like, I didn't know if I followed him be, or if it was a retweet or something. And, but somehow I saw him say looking for video guy. And I looked at that tweet and I was like, do I really want to like, you know, mess with a high school rapper? You know what I mean? Like I knew Jordan, like Jordan was always the kid in trouble and shit like that. And I was like, do I really want to, and somehow I wrote that tweet and I was like, yo, man, let's link. And he's like, come through my house right now. So I went to his house. We talked. He's like, bro, um, I didn't even really, I just had little bullshit things. Like he's like, bro, I think you're dope. Like we could do some shit. So we started grinding. I was doing free videos. We were just fucking around as like, let's just get inspired. And then I remember, I think it was my computer. He, no, I got a new computer and he paid to get me a new camera. No way. A camera. And we started shooting more and more videos. And then it was always like, you know, building together. Like we just went into it together. And then traction started to gain where I think at this time I I had left Wings and Things and started working at Martirano's. And I had made oh, my first were- night at Martirano's, I made like $250. And I was like, wow, I'm like swimming in money now. You know well, what that's I mean? Great like, at the Hard Rock. At the Hard Rock. I was a right. busboy there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I started making good money and I was like, man, this is good. And then I was doing videos on the side and I started getting bigger videos. Like I was shooting, I can't remember exactly, but I think I had like shot a video for Jordan that was featuring Tory Lanez. And then it's like, once I met Tory, Tory was like, yo, I want you to shoot some more shit for me. And Tory hadn't even been signed to a label. He was just bigger. He wasn't signed to a label at that time? He wasn't signed to a label. So me and Tory go way back too. But um, crazy. I was working at the restaurant and then I, I started making more money and I was getting comfortable at the restaurant. Cause I was like, Oh, as soon as I get bumped up the server, like some server is making like thousand bucks a night here, you know? And I'm like, man, I'm doing videos for like 600 bucks, you know, stressing out, but I'm still doing them. And then just making side money. And it never really felt like a career at that point. It was always like, man, I'm chasing a career, but like just to get out of that situation to make it to like doing real videos was like crazy. It was like, man, how do I get out of it? You know what I mean? Like, and me and Jordan were just always rocking together. And then Edgar, um, Edgar had been shooting for my other roommate, Jake, Jake Miller. Um, he had been rocking together and me and Jordan would be like, cause Edgar had shot something for Jordan before me and Jordan linked up. And, oh. and he was like, oh, this is a guy. That's how I knew who Edgar was. And I followed Edgar, followed Jake or whatever. And Edgar had put up a, um, he put up a message like looking to, for other creatives to collab with. And for me, I never had anybody in my bubble of my world who did what I did. I never had friends that did video or edit and like, yo, let's link up and just edit. So I started that and I was like, he's either going to shit on me for like reaching out and be like, look at Jordan Hollywood's boy wants me to, you know, or he's going to be dope. And he reached out, I sent him some work and he's like, bro, you're dope. Let's link up. We had lunch. And then Edgar had already shot bigger videos than me because he was linked with Jake and stuff. And I was like, wow, like we had a great conversation. He's like, man, I think you have potential. And then he kind of like put me into this world of his friend. But the thing is his friends all shot videos. 
um, and they all did stuff. So I was like, man, you got homies. Like I've never knew anybody else who knew Adobe Premiere Pro was or anything. So we kind of creatively came together and we just started going downhill running from there. And that's a big point of like what I tell anybody, whenever you're like the key points here, like the people back to like family, when I wanted, I had a dream that was achievable. People who gave up on their dreams will always try to talk you out of yours, hands down. So you got to avoid people like that. And, and even if they're family, obviously you can't avoid your family, but just like have enough self-belief where nothing's going to discourage you Two, super important to find some like-minded people. Like-minded people are key to success. If you find like-minded people and you're moving in the same direction, you're just going to get more momentum. And that's a huge key because linking up with Jordan was the first key, but Jordan brought me into meeting the second key, was, which was meeting Edgar. And then I met people through both of them and then just kept barreling, barreling. And that's why, like, even at the time, Jordan Hollywood wasn't popular in our area. Everybody was like, why are you shooting for Jordan Hollywood? Like, yeah, your video is dope, but we don't fuck with Jordan because we know him in high school and Jordan's whack and all the shit. And I was always like, yeah, you know, like, trust me, like we're doing dope shit. And it's like, now Jordan's in a great situation. Jordan signed a QC, one of the biggest hip hop labels. And it's like, we're still going. He's putting out a new album. We're going to keep rocking. You know what I mean? That's like the, the energy and we want to see each other win. So and that's why even to this day is like, I always tell Jordan, like, you know, um, you know, I guess I could say like, thank you for betting on me. And also he thanks me for betting on him. Cause we're a lot to do with each other getting to where we are. You know what I mean? So, um, you guys were both relentless with it. Jordan was doing that for a fucking long time. Yeah. And that energy rubs off on people. Yeah. Think about that. Like Jordan has been going for years and had more failures and successes and, and up and downs and that's that'll teach you a lot you know what i mean then you link other people and you hear their stories and it all goes into your 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 you know your bank of okay wow and i remember talking with them and he was like oh man one day you're gonna be doing this that's why he just he just wrote me the other day when i was doing the box video and he's like bro i'm so fucking proud of you and because we know the struggle he knows the late nights we were sitting in my house editing like stupid videos that we were so excited about you know what i mean <laughs> That now you look and you're like, what the fuck are we doing? But it's all part of the journey. That was the start, yeah. That's a huge key to the whole thing, to anybody, like in anything you're doing. That's that's why I say everything's relatable, you know, whether or not you want to be a fucking chef, you want to be anything. Did you ever find that like the friends that you were hanging out with, like obviously you're still friends with everybody, but if you had stayed... Well, obviously, if you stayed in Florida, you wouldn't be where you are. But I like I do have times where like I feel like some of the friends like I have like detached from because they just were kind of like like keeping me down. I still oh, love 100%. them. I think that's you have to, like like there's there's plenty of friends that that you know you see the path they're going on. You try to the thing is is I'll always try to help. I reach out. And if you try to help somebody and they just can't help themselves with your help, right. then, then you got to say, all right, well, I'm trying. And then you got to just move, you know, position yourself where you, Hey, I still care about you. I'll be there for you. But like, I'm not, you know, going to be. Which is so hard. Cause you want to see them succeed too. And it I mean, sucks. you can only want people to succeed, but, but then it starts, you start getting addicted to like people that are like-minded and you're like, wow, this energy is so much more like energy is important. Like people who surround themselves with negative energy are going to get caught in it. And and I've had, I've battled it for years with just like family drama to like just all types of shit where it's like, you know, and you have to really make it through a lot of those storms and not lose sight of, you know, 
the the bigger picture but people are important to like i see it all the time like i'll go home i'll go home to visit and you'll see people doing the same shit like at the same car like at the same bar the same faces the same thing and it's like every fucking night and i'm like what are you like what are you doing you know what i mean i'm like i'm like real shit like what are you doing like are you making so much fucking money that you're just out here every night not giving a fuck because i know i feel like most of them aren't you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm working my ass off and I know I have the money to be out there every night. No. You know what I mean? So like, that was just one thing is like, I see, and, and that's one thing is people get so caught up on perspectives of like flashiness that they get so lost. And that's one thing like, that's super important. It's honestly one of my my resolutions is like, uh, to just save more and just be more in tune with like long-term goals because like, Last year was a year that I made more money than I ever had. And I was living lavish. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm just going to do things I never got to do before and just do this and eat. Oh, I'm just going to order this and do that. And it's like, yeah, it's fun. But at the same time, you're like, man, if I could have saved more of that money, I could have done X, Y, and Z. Or, you know what I mean? So it's like. I feel like you got to go through that, though. Like you, yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to enjoy. And that's a big thing, too. Like, I know people that live super stingy and they don't enjoy it. And I'm like, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's promised. You know, like enjoy it while you got it, but also be smart. And, and, you know, like, we're, like you said, we're heading to our 10 year anniversary. There's probably a good chance that a lot of people there are probably, you know, still doing the same thing. They were still doing doing the same thing or like, maybe they haven't even figured it out yet. Like they're like, I don't really know what I'm going to fucking do. I'm just Uber driving at night, you know, trying to figure shit out. And not that that's wrong because at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with, being on your journey everybody's got you can't put a timeline on your own success you can't and you got to just be able to like you know believe in yourself enough that you can make it happen but there's people that will maybe just say i'm not willing to put in the work my success is going to come and they're just waiting at the door they leave it too much on they believe too much in the universe helping them but yeah that's like a big thing exactly like Trust me, you got to put in, and here's the, like, the big thing is the closer you get to success, the more obstacles get in your way. Like, the universe loves to test people to see how much they really want shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's another big thing. I've dealt with it so many times in every aspect of my journey, but I embrace it now. Like, like the closer you get to that next step, it's like, there'll always be something that throws adversity and it's like, it'll have you questioning everything. And you'll be like, fuck, like, What's I don't know if I could do this. Or I don't know. If I, 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 you'll just, you'll just be really on a fence about something. And then you're like, this is that, this is that test. You know, this is that test from God, the universe saying, uh, if you really want this shit, cause you're getting closer, you really want it. Then you gotta, you gotta go for it. Cause if you don't want it. If you turn away now, you never really wanted it. So it, you'll be surprised that shit happens so much. And and it's all how you react. Some people have a negative response to things where something happens and they'll just immediately take the negative path. Whereas what I always tell people when something's negative happening, I say, pump the brakes, take a step back and look at it like art and say, what is this? What, what is going on in my life? Why is this happening now? And what could I learn from it that's going to help me in the future? And chances are, that's like how it is. It's like really pulling back. And every time you do that, like you're going to always... You're going to, you're going to go forward for sure. I love that. you. It's like, that's a huge, that's a huge gem right there. Like anybody, cause it happens. People turn around and they'll get a little adversity and be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm out. 
I'm folding. Whereas you could be the guy who has got his fucking every dollar he has to his name and he's got the poker hand and he's waiting for one card to hit. And most people are like, fuck, I can't bet all this. He goes all in and he's just like, I'm, that card's going to hit. You know what I mean? And just like, and even if the card doesn't hit, you take that, you lose all your money, but you walk outside and you find a way to hustle to get back to that and you go play that hand again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's no guarantee just because you look adversity in the face and you say, fuck it, that you're not going to get punched in the mouth. You might get punched in the mouth. Oh, yeah. But you come back to the motherfucker that punched you in the mouth, look him in the eyes and say, hey, let's go again. I'm ready. You know what I mean? And that's big right there. So everybody listening, tap into that. <laughs> tap into that shit. I love that. And I do yeah. like to think that every everything that I've been, I feel like, I kind of feel like too positive lately. It's like weird. Like, and I, I hate like being the person that's like, so like, no, spread that my shit. friends. Spread that shit like fucking ashes amongst the, the people. You know what I mean? Like that is there's nothing wrong with giving out gems because the more people you, but, but there's a big difference. So there is a difference actually. Cause if you give, if you waste your energy giving gems to the wrong people, like if I'm talking, like I know you're absorbing it, so I'll give it to you. But right. if you try to talk to people who can't absorb it, you're wasting it. It's draining. That's important. But podcast is a little different cause I'm giving the energy to you. I know is absorbing it. And a lot of the people who are tuning into it know what you're giving out. So they're going to absorb it. So you're moving in the right direction, but say I'm like just talking to a stranger, you know what I mean? And it's never, it's never one of those things. So you got to be careful about how you move that, that energy around because, you know, it's important to protect as well as, you know, give out because you can't hold shit in. If there's no, there's, there's no saying like it's, if you reach all the success by yourself and you have everything, like it's, it's lonely, you know what I mean? So like, like, for example, I'm, I just went on a trip with all my friends and everybody's at different stages of their career. One of them's in medical school and he's like, you know, going through it financially because he's in school. And then you got another one who's, who's doing all right. And then you got different tiers. And it's like, obviously, I, I had a good year. So I'm like, yo, man, like, I want us all to be together. Let me know how I can help supplement costs and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, for me, I'm like, how could I put all you in a position to win? So I know everybody's elevated. We're all doing the same thing. And we could all enjoy the spoils together and go even harder. We could rent the whole fucking mountain. That's how I'd be thinking. I love that. So, like, important to put people on around you, like, your circle, you know? Try to help as many people because they're only going to help more people and it's going to just build this army of, like, love, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's... People get a little success and hold on to it, like... You know what I mean? And that's not the right energy. You know what I mean? So... You know, there's, there's a bunch to go around. That's that's important. I love that. I love this. I love that you're talking like this. I had no idea that you were even like this. I mean, I, I, told you, I was about to drop. When you said, I was like, I got some gems for people. <laughs> as soon as I knew your podcast was geared around this, I was like, oh, we're we're about to go. I love that. Well, I have more questions now. Well, um, did you ever feel like giving up at all? For sure. Was there like a like a point in time where you were like fuck I can't do it anymore? Not like back in the day with like Jordan. I'm talking like like Reese. Well, not not. Um, I would say those those moments were like when I was working at the restaurant. I was like, oh, I'm making money. Like I'm comfortable doing this. That dream seems far away. Um, and I remember it took a lot of energy into me where I literally walked away from the money I was making at Moderanos because I always had this. The first tattoo I ever got was this director's chair and it says dream big live bigger and it was always right there on my form and I remember when I got I went to Jordan's house and he's like bro he goes you got to be a director now 
and then I got the camera here. And so like I would be working. I remember working at the restaurant, handing out plates and just seeing it. And looking at it. I um, mean, it's like in your face and you're like, what are you doing? Like, this is not your, this is not your dream. You know what I mean? Like this, you got a director's chair and like, that's why I like, I don't know. It's, it's always been a beacon. Like it's, it's that, it's that you gotta be able to like, it was at that moment that I was getting comfortable and I walked away from the job and I said, I know I don't have enough music video jobs to supplement my income. Right. But fuck it. I'm just going to go hard. I'm going to give a hundred percent of my, my energy to this dream rather than I was giving it, you know, 40% on my off days, you know what I mean? Type of thing where it was like a hobby. And that's where people get caught in that hobby stuff is, is yeah, you got to make a living, but how much are you willing to risk? You know, I risked a lot like saying, okay, you have a comfortable lifestyle. You're going out, you're partying, you're doing this. You're in your, you're 21. You're, you're at the peak right now, but can you sacrifice it? And that's big, you know, even now, like it's a Friday night. What are we doing? We're out here giving gems. Yeah. I'm not out popping bottles, fucking sparklers, the whole nine. I don't do that shit anymore. You know what I mean? Even when I go home, I could, you know, I'll have fun. If my friends are around and we want to have fun, at least I know right. I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it every night. I would be, I mean, way, I was out popping bottles every night when I didn't have money and now I have money and I'm not doing it. So everybody listen to that gem right there. Which That's is definitely thing. fucking important. Yeah. People take That's a big one. Oh God. Yeah. I, 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 I was there. I remember spending money I didn't have and like betting on money, like, Oh, this job's going to come. And then all of a sudden the artist is like, yo, I'm not shooting anymore. And you're like, fuck, I just already spent the money I didn't have. And that's just being immature and having to go through it and learn and the all those things. Yep. But yeah, definitely felt like giving up multiple points. Nowadays, I'm like so in love with what I do and I'm in a better place mentally, physically, across the board on all those things that it's like, and I have such a good team around me that no. And even if I was thinking about quitting, I have enough people around me who would just be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Push you, yeah. You know what I mean? I have too much things like, there's too much opportunity. I got, I got, I left the mentality of chasing money or like take or chasing like anything of that. And it's more like, I don't worry about the next job. The job's always coming in because that's just how it is. You know what I mean? You just got to keep your head down and go. But now it's going to get to a point where I know I don't want to overstay the music video stuff. And I'll be like, well, music videos is like, it's what pays me. And that's the comfort. But like, I just started a company with Edgar. We just started a new company called 1091 and 1091 is a film television commercial based company where we want to start branding into that. You know what I mean? So it's like, where does the divide, but we're, what we're trying to do is just build up the structure so good. So we don't fully have to walk away from music videos, maybe directing, but we have a team in place that these videos are still coming through and they're still going on, but then I can put all my energy and go get the next step. So then we look to the music video side and we say, all you guys that have been training in this music video, let's come over here and do commercial. Let's do a TV show. Let's do this. And then you got a talent pool. Does he want to do that too? He wants to do uh, movies? Who, Edgar? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Edgar is like, Edgar is more business savvy, right? So Edgar has an artist he manages. He's, He's, he's the business side of the things and I'm the creative side. So as a head, the reason why the company's called 1091 is we're both born in October 1991. So we called it 1091 and we're, I'm the creative. He's the, he's the business mind. So with that being said, like I write scripts, I have probably 20 scripts I've written and I don't necessarily have the business moves to go sell these things, but he does like, he's way better at that. 
So what we do is team up and he's like, Oh, let's, let's go put shit together. But we've been so tied into just grow. We have so much music videos and we haven't really had time to hit the ground running, but it's going to come to a point where we're going to say, Hey, look, might have to sacrifice some music videos to really go hard and take this leap. So that'll be a big thing this year. That's a goal for sure. To at least shoot some content that we wrote or something and just put in a position. Cause it's like, we own the cameras. We have the crew. We have the relationships. I have the original content. I've written the scripts. It's like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? We're in LA. We can find actors. We have relationships. Absolutely. So didn't you do something with Netflix or no? Well, I was working on a TV series in Miami that we were trying to sell to Netflix and it didn't, uh, we didn't end up finishing it. Just financing fell out. On oh, okay. But I have multiple series that I'm trying to sell right now, but it's like, just to have the energy, like you have to put a hundred percent in that. You're going to go on a bunch of doors and people are going to tell you no, and you got to find the right person who's going to take a risk, you know, but it takes a lot. So that's where we're at right now. But it's like my music video career is bigger than it's ever been. Right. And, and like, how do I just leave it to go chase a, chase something that's not guaranteed. And it's, it's going to happen again where like I'm have it's the restaurant. I'm comfortable. I'm making money, but there's the dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, so going to happen when you see, no matter how big you get, you're always going to have these obstacles and these decisions to make. And, and the only thing I say is like, I don't get too caught up on trying to make them too fast because I think the universe has a chance, has a way of like when the timing is right, it'll always find its way into your life. Like people who chase things, it'll always keep looking further away. Then if you relax, next thing you know, that thing you're chasing is coming closer to you. So I do that with money. I do that with everything. Even when I was single, like, like I was never in relationships. Like your last thing you were saying, I was in relationship relationships. I never really focused on dating because I was always like, Oh, you know, like I'm so picky when it comes to girls and, and relationships that I was like, you know, if somebody's right for me, it's always going to just happen naturally. And that's the way I approached every relationship in my life. It was always an organic thing that happened. I never really did online dating. Like every online dating experience I ever had was like weird. So I was like, the more organic the relationship, like, Oh, I met you in person or, you know, I, these things are important and people get so away from that now because of the conveniences of online dating and different things. But like, I try to remind people like, it's okay. It's like, if you're looking for love, it's okay to be lonely and loneliness will help you find yourself. And it it only means that you're directing a hundred percent of your attention towards you and your goals. When you have somebody else, especially in dating, dating is all about like, you don't know the person. So you're trying to make sure you're this perfect ideal person for somebody, you know, like, don't say, don't, I can't fart in front of her. I can't do this. So, you know, it's like, it's like, you're trying to be this ideal human being. You're not like, you're not being yourself. You know what I mean? And it's not until you get comfortable in a relationship that you start relaxing with that person. And then you're like, okay, I can start opening up. And then you, then it becomes, okay, well, how can we do things together? You know what I mean? Like, so so that's that's another like that's a whole nother, like I could go on for days about how everything relates, but I would definitely talk to you about that. That's a I'm complete opposite, definitely. I yeah, def- but I did I did most of like honestly alone. Like it was always like, you know, I never really had that partner in that type of like relationships. I think in my life I could look back and say I've literally only dated like three or four girls. I mean, yeah, I went on dates and hooked up with people, but it's like girlfriends, like, oh, I'm introducing my mom as my girlfriend. I think maybe three or four people, you know what I mean? Like, that's just crazy. <laughs> I know, but people have different things, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. Was I lonely and did, did I want to have a girlfriend and did I want to go out there and like, 
not have to be at a bar, but at the same time. You were also so focused on something though. And I think that that's what, cause like I tell my friends, like they're like, they don't have, like we're travel nurses, but they don't have any like hobby. So all we, when we first got here, we fucking went ham. Like we were going and partying. We were spending all the money that we were making. And we were like going on a million dates and just like meeting a bunch of people. Yeah. And she was always single, but she, it's just like, she was so, we were so focused on like trying to like find somebody. Established roots. Yeah. But not even that, like just to like find somebody to like give us something to like be excited about in life that we had no hobbies to like, like, yeah, I have the gym and stuff like that, but I had nothing like that I was passionate about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I could only be so passionate about nursing. You know what I mean? And like you have something that like you were so excited, like you wake up every day and you're so fucking excited to do it. And then I think that's where you're like, okay to be alone. Cause you're like learning so much about yourself and like, you're doing something that you love so much. And I think that that's like, that's a fucking blessing. The fact that yeah, you're doing for sure. And I mean, so that's what you want everybody to do. If everybody could just find, and it doesn't have to be like, I, like I always took you, I was like, I was fortunate enough that I've been making movies on a camera since I was like seven years old, six years right. old like just fucking around with it and it was out of fun i always did out of fun it was never like at six years old i was never like oh you know i'm gonna be a director or anything it was just fun so keeping that momentum even in high school i was doing it it was like that was the fun class to do it didn't feel like work it didn't feel like homework it didn't feel like that same thing and it was like maybe i was the only person tuned in that i was like man there's a career in this and it won't feel like work but then like being a kid in florida hollywood movies cameras professional uh, how the fuck like my family asked me all the time like how do you know how to use these cameras like what did you learn to do this shit and I'm just like I don't know like the fucking internet like just hands-on experience I learned by doing you know like I I got my hands on that camera and I said all right I'm gonna figure this out you know what I mean and it's you like, take, like a class or anything or no I've never, took, I've never taken any schooling um on anything everything I know is either through experience or internet on everything. I've never had a class on a software. I've never had a class on a camera. I've never taken even the slightest thing. And that just goes to show people like, you know, your shit is like legit. Like you, yeah, that's amazing. I know. Well, that's the thing is like, I've, but I've, but I've been doing it for, you know, I've, I'm on probably a year, almost close to 20. Well, how old am I? Yeah. Eight, 28. So I've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, shit, 20 years doing anything. You're going to be good. Yeah. At least close to good. So that, I mean, I can't believe you haven't taken a class. That's insane. That's like yeah, the real, like, that's the come up story. And the fucking craziest part about it is I remember wanting to go to USC, UCLA. I had all these brochures trying to go to these film schools. And my parents told me I didn't have the money to go. And I remember being like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then I know people who went to these schools and went to those film schools. And they literally, I have messages from some of them saying, hey, man, I'm graduated from USC film school. and I need a job. Could I be an intern for you or PA? And I'm like, you paid how many hundred thousand dollars to go to the school to get this degree to ask me to be a PA? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I didn't spend anything. I made money in those years. And I was like, that's a blessing. And obviously you can't do that for everything. If you want to be a surgeon. Yeah. Go to fucking school. Don't go on YouTube and learn how to do surgery. But like, if you're in a creative realm, like you can teach yourself to cook. You could fucking... I mean, there's so many things you could learn that the new generation, like if my kids say, hey, I don't want to go to college. Obviously, I'm going to say, like, well, what do you want to do? Right. 
and then I'm not going to force them to go to college uh, unless they want to do something in that realm. But um, I like that a lot too, because I think that we put, they put so much like emphasis on college and my dad I'd was a hypocrite. I'd be a hypocrite if I yeah. made my, oh, you got to go to college because I didn't. Uh, no. You know what I mean? It's sitting in class. I hate it. It was always one of those things. Like, I mean, there was people like Steven Spielberg, biggest director in the world. Like he was trying to go to film school and they turned him down. So he dropped out of college and he had this crazy journey to make it. But it's like that. I remember that story always sat with me and I'm like, well, he didn't go to college. He found a way. It's like, and I think cool stories make to like, like when you have a cool come up of like how you've made success, like how you've got your how you got your way you know what i mean like i think that's important too like nobody wants that oh i went to this college and i got this degree and this guy applied for the job went to the same college so he approved me and i got this job it's like that's not exciting no steven spielberg uh, jumped off the fucking tour at universal studios hid in the bathroom and wandered into a production office and sent the guy his reel and that is a cool story i i have an idea that i want to do to pitch my show to netflix and just to get the meeting i thought about flying a drone the Netflix buildings on Sunset Boulevard. I thought about flying a drone with a giant sign that says, I have your next hit TV show, call me. And just fly it out there for like a week and just document <laughs> it. And they're going to probably have to call or at least yeah. call the cops on me. But well, like, yes. but how big of a story is that? How'd you make it? Oh, I pitched the show because I flew a drone and then they fucking called me and then they actually sat down and said, wow, this guy really does have a great fucking idea. And then you make it and then it's a fucking, you go win an Emmy. You tell that story to anybody, you'd be like, this is insane. But that's the type of shit that, you know what I mean? I could definitely see you doing that. And that would definitely I'm, work. Trust me, I've had it brewing in my mind for a while. I'm like, <laughs> all right, if, I, if nothing goes, that's my last resort. I might just make a documentary about trying to make a film on Netflix and sell the documentary after I make the, the you know, that's how I'd be thinking. Like, how, how can you monetize everything? <laughs> that's a just great follow, idea, People follow me with the camera. I'm trying to get a TV show made. We're going to turn it into a show, a documentary about how to get something made on Netflix. You honestly, I, that just reminded me a lot of the stories that I've like listened because I listen to just a fuck ton of podcasts and a lot of the people that have come up from like nothing and the most interesting stories are like that. Like this guy, Jesse, Itzler, like I think his name's Itzler. He had the same thing where he was trying to, I'm not even going to get into the story because it's too long, but he did basically the same thing where he kind of like forced himself into the the place to get in front of these people so he could get this like recognition or like hey, look at me. I want to sell this to you. And he did it in some like crazy fucking way. That's a oh, great 100%. idea. Trust me, like nobody, it's like watching a movie where you already know the ending as soon as it starts. It's like, that shit's boring. I like, personally, my favorite movies are like when I'm watching that shit and they kill the main character off like halfway through the shit. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I just not love people. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh, like that's that to me is the most exciting thing. I love being like, caught off guard you know what i mean like yeah fucking kill some like even in my own scripts that i write i'm always thinking about that like oh let's just kill this guy off right then and there and like people are just confused and they're like fuck and then like i thought that was like you imagine you hired like leonardo dicaprio you get him to be in your film and then like 20 minutes in you think he's the main character and he's just uh -huh. dead and then you're like well what the I fuck their own shit every time they killed off a main character i wanted to stop the show <laughs> that's that that like gets people that so, is great. Those are important, you know? I have... Okay, and I always ask people this. And it's just, so what's your biggest fear? Ooh, I literally ask every single person this. Like in just life in general or just like with... Career? Yeah, like mine is like getting to the end of my life and regretting not doing stuff. Like I, I'm like super fearful of regret. 
Oh, um, yeah, regret. I feel like I'm gonna go hard. Like if I can, I want to be like Clint Eastwood and just go out in the director's chair, like 90 years old, just still fucking kicking. Um, but fear would probably be. Either not not like achieving full potential. Okay. I think that's that's a fear. Is like knowing that say you never get to like you're on a path and you're like you you know that you were destined for greatness, but you just like never really got there. Like that's that's kind of scary in itself because you well, especially know in your position. You set a lot of big goals for yourself. But but I also think like if you mentally like if you go hard for yourself and you, and you put in those hours and you really get down there and you know, you're talented and you have like, it's one thing if I was out here talking big and I couldn't back it up. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, I don't even think it's possible because like everything I'm doing right now felt impossible. Right. So like, how could I not, maybe my own personal, like for me right now, it's like go win an Oscar is your mountaintop. But what happens when you win the Oscar? Like, where's your, are you just like, Oh, well now my life is fucking over because I reached it. No, it's like, let's go win 10 or find something new to like, that's why Bill Gates created Microsoft and he's a billionaire. He probably has more money than anything. He's no, what he's going to do. Oh, I'm going to figure out how to like put toilets in places that they can't have plumbing and just create vapor fucking shit. Like that's what you have to do. You have to just like going create new, exciting realms and, and different things. And the most exciting thing about the industry I'm in is there's really no ceiling to, I tell people all the time, it's not so much like, put money out of the option, but just like ceiling, there's, there's unlimited potential. Like, say you're working for a corporation. It's like, you could only get so big in that corporation before they're like, Hey, well, you, you know, well you hit the top. Like, it's like, right. no, you can, you can go. And even what you're doing, say, okay, apply it to anything. Like you're travel nursing. You could travel nurse right now, but then how do you know you can't develop travel nursing into a bigger platform or monetize it into a fucking app that, all of a sudden changes the whole world. Absolutely. That's it's like people think small, like, oh, I'm just this little thing in this little and and that's that's what really if you could tap into that and just say, wow, I can really get more potential out of everything. Um that's a good fear. I haven't heard that one. I like that. Yeah, I mean that's probably a realistic one, you know. Yeah. Don't want to waste potential. Do you have a mantra or anything that like you would that you say to yourself? Like something I don't even have one really. I have a million of them, but like. Well, I think mantras are important for different aspects. Um, like, I don't know. I just, I have a couple of sayings. Like obviously dream big, live bigger is a huge one for me. Because I have a That's one. Um, another one that I joke with people on set is because, you know, there's people who go to film school and they know all the technicalities and, Oh, this means like you have to set the camera to this setting and that. And I don't know a lot of these things, but so my thing is if it looks good, it is good. And that's a, <laughs> that's like a huge okay. saying that I say, if you're ever going to quote me as a director one day, just say that that's my saying, like, if it looks good, it is good because Hey, we're in a creative realm. There's no right or wrong to anything. Absolutely. Fucking George Lucas made star Wars. He had laser swords. People probably look at him at this guy. That is fucking mine. And now look at it. <laughs> laser swords are people are buying them for $200 at fucking Disney world to create yeah. their own. And who's laughing now as that man's at the bank with $8 billion. So that's what I'm saying. Don't let people talk you out of anything. I don't care how crazy your fucking dream is or what. Trust me, people always try to talk you out of it. That's a guarantee. And it's about how resilient you are. 
people write me all the time. Like I get other directors, like young up and coming kids. And I always try to respond because I was that person. I remember reaching out to big directors on DMS and being like, Oh man, like be a dream to like work with you one day or anything. And now it's like those same guys I'm competing against them like for jobs. You know what I mean? It's like insane to me that it's like even happening. I'm using a lot of the same crew and same artists have worked, you know, we're in that same, like we're there. We're like there, you know what I mean? And that's crazy, but, but that thing. Me, it's like your 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 idol becomes your rival or something. It, it's so true, and yeah. that's kind of where we're at. And it's like the same thing is I still the one thing they never did was reach back out to me. So I try to reach back out because there'll be a kid. Oh, I'm about to graduate film, uh, about to graduate high school. I'm thinking about going to film school. I need to know, like, and I'll say, look, man, here's what I did. Not that it's gonna work for you you know, because every, I don't know how much talent you have. I don't know how many resources, but like, this is what I did to get on. And it worked for me just so if you maybe can't go to college, just know it is possible. You know, nothing's impossible. I did it. Okay. And then a lot of them were right back. And I always just tell them, I always leave them with the last note of like, you know, one day when you win the Oscar, don't forget to shout me out. You know what I mean? Like, Aww. so like you never know. And that guy might, for all I know, say I'm Peter Pattering, that same guy DM'd all of a sudden is above me and he's like, yo, you fucking reached out. And I remember I looked up to you. Let me put you in a position to win. You never know. Don't get caught up on like roles in anything. Like just because somebody's beneath you right now doesn't mean they can't be above you. That's racing. You know what I mean? So like people, people will get caught up in that shit too. Like, Oh, you know, I'm more lit. I'm more successful. That's why I stay humble because I don't like to brag about it. You know what I mean? Because just because I'm big. Also, you know, it's just when people do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I could easily, like, do I want to be that asshole? Like, oh, I'm just going to go to my 10 year reunion, fucking Lamborghini, and I'll just pay for everything. <laughs> Let's buy all the bar. Like, it's like, you know what? That's what is that going to do for me? I'm going to look cool to the people I went to high school with. Like, you bring for a what? director's chair. <laughs> nah, it's like, you know, people coming up to me and saying, yo, man, I seen this video. I really, bro, you're killing it. That to me is more than everything. You know what I mean? It's like, a little bit of recognition in the sense of like, oh, you took the time out of your day to watch something I did, then that's cool to me. Because maybe 10 years ago, you weren't watching my shit. Or people sometimes be like, yo, I've been watching your shit the whole time. And bro, the growth you have is insane. It's crazy. So, you know, there's people at different levels. And maybe there's some people who haven't started fucking with me until they see me shooting bigger videos. And they're just like, oh, now it's cool to fuck with you. Like, sometimes it happens when I go home. Like, people come to me like, bro, like, you know, all this shit and I'm like I remember when you were like a hater in high school and I'm like I was gonna ask you that like I can't imagine the difference between like like you're yeah like it's gonna be like when you go to the high school reunion it's gonna be like everybody's gonna want to be your friend and I feel like that's what happens not really but I mean I'm such an easygoing guy and I always was like in high school yeah. I got along with everybody I'd never liked beef I never really got involved in drama it was always like you know I like I'm a Libra I'm I'm easygoing you know what I mean I'm like how can I be everybody's friend or like, what are we doing? So it's like, I'm not, I don't, I don't look at that. Yeah. You're going to have people give out, like I'm in Hollywood. You don't think people give out fake handshakes out here. I mean, come on. Like everybody's a fucking producer, director, actor trying to get on. Oh, I got this script. I'm trying to sell. It's like, it's the same shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I'm not used to it. I embrace it. Like, I think it's exciting. The most exciting thing about the, you know, the 10 year thing is just more or less, you know, what are people doing? What, you know, how many people, like, obviously a lot of people we know have kids and shit, you know what I mean? It's like something I've said in my own life is like, I know people who don't do what I do, you know, 
and they're having kids it's like so I know if I ever had a kid like oh yeah I could take care of it you know what I mean like I could definitely but it was more or less like um do I want to have a kid right now no just because you know I want to be able to give all my attention to growing what I'm trying to do so that way when I do bring a kid into the world it's like hey shit's you know shit's gravy you know what I mean it's like yeah, smoother sailing. so but yeah I mean that's gonna be insane seeing people with the kids man I can't yeah it's gonna be crazy I know I can't believe it was 10 years ago <laughs> yes and 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 then then you got the 20 year and the 30 year and shit just gonna keep you know what I mean it's gonna be nuts but imagine that growth. It's like you go to the 10-year, everybody's, everybody's like, yo, man, that music video you did for so-and-so. And then it's like the 20-year, it's like, bro, what was it like winning that Oscar? The fucking movie you did, bro. We saw it in theaters. We bought the, the IMAX. To the, to the 20-year reunion, even if you win an Oscar. <laughs> bro, I always will. You know, I'm, I'm a small-town guy. I might just go run for mayor in Davy. Just to <laughs> I might just one thing I really want to do I'm not gonna lie and this this is something I always said I was gonna do is when I left Western High School the last class of TV production was my class they literally Mr. L was leaving and they were gonna close it down and I talked the school into keeping it one more they were trying to close it my senior year and I was like you're not gonna fucking get rid of this class I said I already maxed it out I was in like honors eight TV production they like no way. The whole thing. I took it every year since freshman year, two semesters. So I was like maxed out. And I was like, you're not going to get rid of it. Um, I'll drop out. You know what I mean? I was like, if you get rid of this class, I'm leaving. Like, it's the only reason I'm in school. And they kept it and they got rid of it the year I left. So there's no TV production class. Because of funding or he was just leaving? Because of funding, because of different things. And like schools like Cooper City High have a magnet. Their teacher worked at Telemundo. He got funding from like, you know, grants and shit. So one thing I was always going to do I want to go back to Western and give a grant to the school and open that facility. Like I want to reopen and give them great equipment and not even makes it so much about TV curriculum, but just like have it more creative where we were at TV news, but I never took TV serious. I hated telling news. That's why I did stupid shit. Like I put a mustache on and imitated Anchorman and made short films for the whole school to see because I was like, fuck it. I don't want to tell the news. Right. Yeah. Fuck who's playing the trombone and fucking, you know, like who gives a shit Miss Dean's fucking debate class just won a fucking award. Nobody gives a shit. They'd rather sit there for ten minutes, fifteen minutes and just laugh a couple times in the morning. That's what I knew. So I think it would be great. Like that's one thing I want to do, like philanthropy wise. Just go back to the high school, open up a sick program and just how are they gonna tell me no? I'll be like, yo, I fucking say when only won a VMA or something. Oh, I won a VMA because of what this school did. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like so and not the school fuck the school but what the program did you know what i mean put somebody good that can teach there who relates to kids you know somebody who finds somebody young and hip that understands kids that can push it that way it needs to go but yeah that's that's definitely something Very cool idea that's awesome yeah, that you sure. trust me that's that's on the top of the list i don't even know i might have enough money to do it now i just don't know i got to talk to the you know what i mean like how much we talk it's a tax write-off you know what i mean like shit like, what do I have to do? How do you get a school to, like, put a curriculum back in? I have no fucking, yeah, there's no. Exactly. Idea. Like, what is it, 30 grand? You got to just buy cameras and things and, just, like, let it breathe. But then they got to get a teacher. Like, I don't know how this shit works. Do not but... have, like, morning things anymore? Like, morning oh, news? That class became film uh, theory or something where Miss Espinosa, who used to be my English teacher, she she would just show films and you'd have to write like theses on them and shit. But I was like, yeah, that's a cool class. I would have loved it. But like at the same time, 
it's not like the same not we're not, yeah we're not being creative you know what i mean and their school is cooper city high school is the best tv station in the country really yeah we used to compete they were the best news channel in the country teen news no way yeah i know and that's why they stay relevant and they got people and a lot of those students like are doing things but at the same time some of those students went to like big film schools and they're hitting me up to to fucking work for me you know what i mean so that's the ironic thing but like Imagine that grant, like you get some young kid out of Davie who just got some talents. Like I could use it as even a talent pool. Be like, yo man, like come intern for me in LA when you graduate. How epic would that be? You're a very nice person. I really yeah. like that. You you, I back. always do this about you, but I'm learning more about you. you gotta give back. I'm not, I'm not one of those fake bullshit people. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe you can attribute that to success. You know what I mean? As well. You know, just being a real human being. <laughs> And I also think that that's like the, the meaning of life is to give back to people. I'm finally learning that. Like, I feel like I never, life is fucking cliche, I swear. They're all like, the meaning of life is like giving back and like helping your community or whatever. And I think that like, I just feel good when I'm doing that. And like, it's, it's helping- true because, because the more you give, the more you receive. And that's a real thing. Um, and people get so caught up. People who are greedy don't, you know, they won't they won't have as many blessings, you know what I mean? So like, that's super important. Like if you get some, if, if you find the fountain of youth and you keep it for yourself, you know, you're going to live forever and everybody around you is going to die. Yep. You find the fountain of youth and you give it to, you put everybody on all the people that you love are, are rocking there with you. So think about that. Like God, I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> another gem, you know what I mean? So like just so call much. the episode, the gem hunter. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much that one. I love that, man. This has been, yeah, I feel like, yeah, definitely a good podcast. People are going to, people are going to get enlightened from this one. They are. This is, uh, yeah, this is like what I would listen to with the fucking, like this guy, Tom Bilyeu and like all these people that I listen to their stuff and I listen to these people talk and I'm like, fuck, that's really like inspiring. And the fact that like I know somebody that can give that inspiring, it's a blessing. And I'm sure like yeah, you turn back and then that next person helps the next person and, and puts it on and like say this podcast grows even crazier in 10 years. If I have even more success, we'll do it again. And I'll reach back and, you know, we put on more gems. Oh, guess what happened in the last 10 years? Yeah. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like, well, we're going to, cause it's gonna, I'm going to do something with this and you're going to have to go back. Podcasts up. are big, especially if you, if you're putting out the right type of content they're, yes. they're really good. right now, it's people who know you, you know what I mean? But once you start branching out to people who don't know you and they're relating, it's the same thing with when I was shooting those videos for Jordan Hollywood, it was only people who knew me were watching. And then now all of a sudden you got views, you know, you got millions of views on all your videos and you got write-ups and articles and people are following you from all over the world. And then it's like, wow. I have a platform, you know what I mean? And that's where it starts. You, when, when you get a platform, it becomes responsible. You become responsible to like how you're putting out. I don't pose nearly as much as I used to because it's like, Oh, content's important of like quality. Right. And it's a brand, you know what I mean? And you know, you gotta be like back when I was doing those videos for Jordan, I'll put up videos of me smoking weed, jumping off shit, drunk as fuck, like not giving a fuck. But then now it's like, yo, you got to control, you know, there might be young kids watching my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't want to, you don't want to glorify that shit. You know, like obviously enough rappers these days glorify drugs. And I try to keep that in mind even when I'm doing treatments is like, uh, like writing ideas for videos. It's like, Oh, like let me write something that, 
you know, kids can relate to, you know, that's not like, yeah, I do have violence in my videos, like trippy red shit, but kids play call of duty. So like, Oh yeah. That's better than him in the hood shooting real people. You know what I mean? But like throw trippy red in some Afghanistan call of duty shit. People know it's fake. Right. So like, that's one way to do it too. You know what I mean? Like obviously you don't want to be lame where you're writing some idea that doesn't fit the artist. Right. Like always keeping in mind culture. Like you really like when you start working with these big songs and big artists, you have a chance as a creative to really steer the culture. You know, like you have a chance to like do shit that's relevant and like create something, you know, that goes viral, like, you know, things like that. Which I think you are. Cause I haven't seen, and I'm not just like blowing your head up, but like the stuff that you do, I have not seen. And I like, I watch music videos, everybody does. And like, I haven't seen that and like the coloring and everything is so like, that's why it's like, it's crazy that you didn't even take a class. Cause like your stuff well, is so, sometimes like, the coloring and stuff. I'll be honest, like the bigger you get, you can work with, like the people that color my videos now are the same people that do like star Wars and shit. It's a right. But it's like, yeah, I used to do it myself because I didn't know anybody. I couldn't afford like, Oh, what do you mean? I got to pay $2,000 to color us. It's $2,000 I could get. But now it's like, Hey, I know that by giving that $2,000 to that colors who elevates the overall look of my video, that's only going to bring in more videos that that $2,000 is going to turn to $20,000. Yeah. It took a lot of time to realize that, that you get so caught up in how to do things your way that you're halting your own growth because you're not willing to grow. So by giving shit out and not getting so caught up on like, Oh, I need this dollar, that dollar, that dollar. It's like, why do I need all that money? My bills aren't that high. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to have, but like, it's not like, you know, that's one thing I always say is like, as long as I'm paying my bills and I'm able to go buy dinner that I want to buy and never like checking my bank account, like, Oh fuck. Am, right. am I going to be able to pay? Like, then I'm good. Like I don't need to be greedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going to save. But like, if I'm, divvying up that money in ways that will come back because you're putting yourself in an opportunity to get it. Then yeah, it's upping your, yeah, your product exactly. is like better looking. Yeah. It's like a different way of investing. I guess it's like a way of investing. I don't know the right term for it. I got to think on that one, but it's like investing money you don't have to like a place that's going to come back because you're investing in something that's like, Oh, it's weird, but it makes your product and like your brand better. Like it's obviously like, that's what, that's honestly the first thing that I notice in your stuff is like the coloring and everything is like, yeah, use, using better cameras. You like it, it all, it all comes down to like, okay, just picture this, the whole budget, every dollar I save is a dollar made, but like the right. better equipment costs more money, which takes more money out of your pocket. Right. So it's like, yeah, I want to use the best camera, the best lenses, the best colorist. It's right. like, you might get to your point where you're like, man, I'm looking back at it. I'm spending that's $7,000. I could have went in my pocket. Right. But you're like, with doing so your whole brand elevates that when people are hitting you for videos, they're saying, wow, his work looks that good. Next thing you know, you're on the phone for a commercial because of like, you know what I mean? Like they love your shit. Yeah. It's as crazy as, as the universe works, you know, like Did I was, I was doing a commercial for we the, were doing, we were doing a commercial for Ciroc and the people that were, um, like the agency that was doing it, one of the heads, creative directors and EPs on it. Um, we were just in the meeting. We had some free time and I was just showing him some of my work, like the trippy red video. I was like, cause we started talking about call of duty. He did all these call of duty commercials, like these epic ones. Oh. I was like, man, how much are these budgets? I was like, man, I, I referenced a lot of them in these videos I did. And he goes, bro, I'd love to see them. And I started showing him like the Le'Veon Bell one and the trippy red one that are war themed. I'm like, yeah, I did these in like one day shoot. Like, you know, like I think the budget was like a hundred K on each of them or 150 or something. And it's like, 
he's like, he goes, man, these are fucking incredible. He goes, you did all the effects. You'd shot them. Like you DP'd it. You directed it. Like one day I was like, yeah. He's like, he goes, man, he goes, this is incredible. I said, yeah. So if you ever got any call of duty shit, like reach out because they get like two weeks fucking multi-million dollars. Like it's a whole thing. And I'm just like, man, like this is what I'm doing for, for the low. And he saw that and, you know, and that's a small seed to plant in the head. Like, yeah, he hasn't called me for a call. Do you think then yet? But you never know. Might be in the back of his head and he might remember that and just be like, oh man, we got this. It could even be something small, like for Instagram content that maybe call Duty's only trying to spend a hundred K. He might just be like, I know the perfect guy. And then you're in for Call of Duty, you kill it for 100K. Next thing you know, they're like, we want you to do the big time commercial for the Super Bowl. And it's like- Freaking networking, man. $20 yeah. million. Dollars. And people, you know, sometimes don't know how to like, if, it, if the dollars don't make sense, they don't want to do it. Because the one thing people mistake is the value of relationship. I've done so many jobs for free. Um, looked out, reached out to people, done things for free because of a relationship. And I've seen people literally destroy opportunities. I've seen people waste a relationship that could have made them fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars over something as small as $500. Wow. I've had people working for me on something and maybe something went wrong and was like, hey man, I don't have, like, I know maybe 500K, but we're all taking a hit and I will pay you this $500 out of, you know, my money, but I just like, just so you know, I'm not making any money, but I could pay you your rate and you'll be making more money than me. And they'll be like, yeah, I want all my money. Fuck you. Like, I hope you struggle type shit. I'm like, meanwhile, if they would have been like, yo, you know what? I don't feel right with that. Like we all win in this together. You know, you put your heart into it. You keep that 500. Just remember me on the next one. You approach it like that. Fuck man. I would have made that person so much money. Wow. I'm you just in the job they brought, and it's like sad because you know I, I value relationships. You value relationships, and some people don't. And I I try to warn people when they're doing it. I say, hey, just so you know, like, you know, you're about to burn a bridge, and and I I think you're you're making a mistake. And they'll be like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, you'll see them two years later, and they're struggling for real. And they're like, they're like, yeah, you played yourself. That's a that's a gem there too. <laughs> Another one, put it in the bank. Value relationships, no matter what, you know, like there's always an opportunity because you never know. Like I said, it goes back to the one about the little guy who might be little or right now, they might help you in the future. So it could come up, yep. If you can help somebody for free, if you can make money on it, that's great. But if you can help somebody for free and you think, you know, it's worth your time and you have the time to give, then good chance that if you go do it, it's it and maybe it doesn't pay off but maybe you feel better in the process and just by feeling better it results into you being able to do something else because you were in a better mindset it's like it's like as soon as you start figuring this shit out like you realize that everything's connected and you're like holy fuck like yeah people get so boxed and people who are in a box will always feel boxed in because you do it to yourself it's a mental prison kanye said it best you know what i mean like avoid mental prisons he did. And now he's definitely not in a mental prison. <laughs> people think he's crazy, but he's enlightened. And, and it's like it enlightened people can relate to enlightened people. Like Russ, you know, as another guy, like, you know, just being around him for so long. I knew Russ before he, like, when we shot the losing control video, I think Russ had like 5,000 followers. And wow. like, he didn't have, he didn't have a pot to piss. You know, he was really going through it financially and all these things. And like, when I talked to him, he would literally, he'd be like, oh, I'm, I got the best, I'm going to have the biggest album. I'm, I'm going to be the, like, literally when people say, oh, Russ is cocky, like he was that cocky when he didn't have that. Wow. 
and, and he's manifested so much and just being around him and having good conversations is like, you know, just seeing, I seen this guy by his house. I see the cars he has. I see the growth. I see everything. And it's like what he was able to do in like that short span of meeting. It's like, it's like so achievable. And that's why back to surround yourself with like-minded people or get inspired by people around you. You're around people. Like you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because how are you going to learn? You're just going to be a know-it-all get around people who are smarter than you, who have more things going on, put yourself in those positions and just like really absorb because that goes back to the no ceiling option. Like once you have realized, wow, there's no ceiling in this. Fuck. It's amazing. You know what I mean? You and him have similar, cause I've watched a million of his interviews cause I love the way he thinks and his book. Well, and he's everything. a Libra too. Oh he, really? He's another Libra. Like me and him. Always talk about Libra, man. Yeah, so it's like, but he, yeah, so he, he'll talk, but he was talking like that beforehand. And, and I've always thought, I've always had these mindsets. I've always had to talk and I always believed, but I just never really had the platform because I didn't really have the success to prove it. You know what I mean? So it's like, once you start having success to prove things, it's easier for people to grab onto, you know what I mean? So like, like, even like listen to where you. you are with your podcast, as soon as you start growing and people are like, wow, like this is really dope. Like you'll see, it's going to start gravitating. People will be like, oh, I'm like, I'm really liking this content, you know what I mean? And like, oh, you'll get people reaching out. You really helped me because I could relate to this. Or, wow, like, that's amazing. Like, this was great, you know? And those type of things help because it's going to give you that little energy to keep going. And it's going to give them the information to do something. And maybe they reach back out when you need it and say, wow, look at what I did because what you said. And then you get a boost from it. And it's just like a slingshot, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, fuck. You're inspiring me. You just wish that more people could tap into it. And you have to be mentally willing to tap into it. More people block their own blessings because they get in their own way. And that's the that's Russ's shit. Get out of your own way. Because that is a real shit. People get out of their own way and people block their own blessings because you overthink too much and overthink all the time. People overthink something and literally block their own blessing. And it happens. I had a moment yesterday. I don't want to go too far into it because I can't really, but there was something that happened yesterday that like had me flustered as a motherfucker i was like holy shit i don't know how to handle this there's there's something going wrong and i was like i remember being stressing and i was driving with my girlfriend and then i was like i was like you know what i'm gonna hold up for a second like i'm keep thinking about this negatively but what if like what if i just take the step back and it's something that russ had said um um when i was at his book reading like i just seen him and he talked about it he's like oh my mom always says like what if it turns out better than you expected and i took a moment and I said, I went for a drive because I had to pick something up. And I was like, it's like, what if I'm just overreacting? What if it turns out better than expected? I said, I'm, I said, I don't want to start bringing negative things in. Let me just really focus on the positive. Sure enough, I get back from this, Aaron. I get on the phone call about this thing. And everything's, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Everything went as exactly how I expected. Like, I was like so relieved. I was like, you know what? I was like, all I need to know is this one thing and I'll feel relieved. And sure enough, I get the call and I find out and I'm relieved and boom. But just by simply taking that approach, by stepping back, it, like I said, it happens all the time. Roadblocks, closer you get to success, it's going to challenge you. You got to use those little tools along the way to like help you. Like, you know, you throw them in your sack and you're like, I don't know when I'm going to need this, but I'm going to pull it out when I need it, you know, because I got it in there. And it, it happens every day. Like even me, where I am, I get challenged and I have to battle it. And you got to be willing, you know, cause I could have blocked my blessing for all I know. I would have been there and like stressing it and, and really bringing in this negative energy that maybe it all fell apart because I was opening myself up to it. Yep. But by being able to pump it and say, you know what? Like, let's just really 
I'm not going to stress it. You know, what if it works out better than expected? Let's put the energy out there. And then even if something negative happens from it, I'm sure there's a growth to have from it. And then just put it out there. Didn't think about it for the rest of the drive. Went and did my thing. Came home, got a phone call. Wow. How crazy is that? Is it related? It has to be. Mindset, yeah. So there's too much shit that's going on that like it's there's no coincidence anymore. Like I don't believe in coincidences anymore. There's no way. Like everything is happening for a reason for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Stuff that you go through, and I never used to think that ever. Because your mindset, you're like, why is this happening to me? Do I have a black cloud over my head? Am I just not supposed to be, you know, I'm one of these people? Like, and you just you'll get caught in that shit, and you're just like, wow, I'm depressed. And depression, misery loves company. You're going to be around people who are also depressed. And then next thing you know, you're like, fuck, you know? It drains you. Yeah. You're doing drugs. And drugs depress you further. And then you're getting deeper, deeper down the rabbit hole. And then you're like, and then you look up and you're like, I don't even know how to get back to where I was unhappy and I went down this path. I just want to get back to that unhappy state. Mm -hmm. And imagine that where you're like, I just want to get back to that. Like people see it all the time. It's like, oh, you'll be you'll be in shape or something and then, or you'll be out of shape and then you'll get further out of shape and look at pictures of you when you thought you were out of shape and be like, man, I just want to get back to that. Yeah. And it happens to people. I mean, you've always been in crazy shape, but there's people out there who like, you know, they'll do it though. Yeah. I know. But I mean, like there's people who definitely fall in there. Like, man, I just want to get back to that. I know me personally, like a couple of years ago, I was really like, I I, I look at picture of myself like a couple of years ago. I was like, man, I was fat. How come nobody told me I was fat? And then, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, and it's like, you just get, because you see yourself every day. You don't really know these things, you know what I mean? So it's always something to be conscious of, of like, it's not even just about being, you got to be meant, you got to be healthy. Like I, I, I pay more attention to what I eat now. I definitely am more conscious of like things I'm putting in my body and, and how it affects me. Like I, I don't even really drink anymore. I barely drink. I'll be honest. Like, I think on New Year's I had a beer. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of level drink. I'm not even drinking anymore. I'm just like totally. Worth is so up here that you love yourself. Oh, so much I don't need to drink. I can go out and have fun with people, and I don't need to drink. Yep. It's a social. It's a conscious thing that people think we've been bred into it since we were little kids to think that from every happy, <laughs> think about this. Every happy moment you've had in your life, right? Every happy moment you've ever had has always been involving something that's probably poisoning your body. As a child, your, your happiest moments are probably at birthday parties with your friends where you're eating cake and candy and drinking Coke and just hopped up. Yep. Sugar, terrible, like, thing for, you know what I mean? So then your, your youth, when you're a teenager, you're smoking weed, doing drugs, like, those are the happiest memories. So people get caught thinking, like, you need to be doing these things to be happy. So, like, one thing I've really been trying to do is restructure my whole approach to life, thinking that those things don't make me happy what makes me happy is like the other things, you know what I mean? That don't require me polluting any of, you know, and, and you start taking that approach and it's like, you'll see it, it, it ends up trickling to everything. Like, okay, wow. I'm healthier in my mindset. I'm healthier in my lifestyle. I'm healthier in my environment. The people around me, I'm enlightening them. They're like, wow, I want to be like that guy. And it's just like, boom, you know what I mean? So people might look at me and be like, wow, something looks different. It's like, yo, I'm just on some different shit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting high on different aspects of like, you know, like, you're still smoking weed. I'm still smoking weed, but I'm like, I'm not really like drinking on a Friday. Like oh, shit, I'd rather do a podcast, get enlightened. And then now I'm just going to take all this energy we've been talking about bottling up and I'm gonna go finish the, the treatments and shit I got to write. And just, 
you know, put it all into there and just keep this fucking thing going. And I love that because now, yeah, to, to get high on, you know, and that and that's gonna be like I'm sure tonight you're gonna be laying there trying to sleep and you're gonna be like, man, I'm fucking inspired. Like I, I want to go write some shit or yeah. yell off the top of a building. Feel like lightning just hits your soul. <laughs> it's a great feeling. It's true, and I get so hyped up about talking about this shit. And then sometimes I feel like I'm like too much with my friends. Where like if they're like in a bad state, I'm like, yo, fucking be positive. Like look at all the good stuff in your life. And like I'll just like, I'll start. Yeah, like, but you don't want to be that person because sometimes people will look at you like you got to find that approach to be the right way. Like you don't want to be that person jamming anything. Like you ever know that person like who's super religious and they're just like jamming religion down your throat. It's like, yep. hey, like. I don't need to find God because it never left me. And like, I have my own relationship. Like, yeah, I might not go to church every day, but it's like, Hey, I still like have a relationship. I still pray. I still do my thing, but it's on my, it's like, Hey, who are you to tell me that? Cause you go to church, you're holier than me. You know what I mean? It's right. like, it's one of those things. It's like, people don't want to hear it, but when people are, it's kind of like you can't receive a text message if your phone's not on. Right. So like you might be blowing up my phone. My shit's not on. I'm not getting your message. But now if your phone's on, I'm trying to reach you. Just like if you're really wanting to receive this, like anybody on your podcast is more or less knowing what you're preaching, you know, what, what you got going on. They're going to absorb it more than like people who aren't trying to get it. It's going to go to their spam folder. They're going to let that shit go. Like that's the cool thing about podcasts. It's like nobody's forcing anybody to listen to it. They're going to tune in if they want to tune in. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's important. Like I, the reason why I was excited when you did a podcast is because I like when people I know have podcast because especially if they have a platform that's gonna do something because I always wanted to start a podcast but I just don't have the time to do podcasts get me like I would love to have a podcast and just bring people on and just like talk about shit and it's like yeah I just don't have the time to do it and me and Edgar talk about all the time like well let's start a podcast like call it free game and just put people on the game you know what I mean like but it's like man we have so much going on that I wish we could do it but maybe we will, you know, we're getting there. But when I could drop in and do like little podcasts and just like have them out there in the world. So if like, for, for all I know is like right now, if somebody reaches out to me about something, I might just send them this link to this podcast and be like, yo, I did this podcast. I think you should check it out. I was honestly thinking that Based, like texting from now. Yeah. I'm sure like people could look back and be like, oh, he did this podcast this one time. And like, this was his come up story. And then like, this is like 10 years from now. It's like, yeah. Like, I mean, you might reach more success. Like say I'm reaching more success. It might do a Ted talk where it's like an interview or you do like a, you need to do an in-depth Hollywood reporter interview and you get to tell it and it's just going to get to more and more people and hopefully trickle down. And, and as long as you stay true to yourself, they're not going to see, like I have documented, like they're going to see, wow, this guy's been on this shit for, you know, this whole time. He's not fake. He's been saying it since then. You know what I mean? So you know, you could at least see that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. This is awesome. This is awesome, for sure. We're definitely gonna, I need to get you on another one, for sure. Your pod, I would listen to your podcast, for sure. More than some of the ones that I'm gonna listen to. We'll have to, no, we'll definitely do another one. Um, maybe, maybe at the end of the year, if some cool shit happens, we can just recap. Yeah. Say, oh, remember when we started the year? What's the uh, January 17th? It's like, do one. December 17th and you say like all right where we were then here's what we went through maybe there's ups and downs boom boom boom, and then you kind of just reflect you know I'm down for that for sure that's awesome thank you for talking to me no thanks for having me this is exciting when you dropping this shit so I try and do it like on Monday or something when people actually like want to listen and be commuting to work and always listen on the weekend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, writing the uh, the the whatchamacallit for this, the, the info on this is going to be hard because there's so much shit going on. It would just call it the gem, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I'd just be like, Christian, you know, has a very interesting journey and he, and you know, and he's just telling anybody, could re it's he's dropping gems everybody could relate to, you know, everyday life. You know what I mean? Like, just because I'm a director doing this thing does not mean that, like, oh, I'm not a filmmaker. None of this relates to me. No, it relates it's to me. I don't give a fuck if you're working at McDonald's and you're just, like, trying to figure shit out. Like, yo, just know I was I was in the Chinese restaurant $160 an hour. That's probably less than McDonald's people make. Like, you can dig down into yourself and as long as you don't get trapped because they were trying to – that was a mental prison. I, I could have got boxed in. Like I said, I was in a low part. I didn't have any college. I – had a dream. I could have just said, fuck it. I'm going to figure this out. My dad was in construction, had a company. I could have just worked for him. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like I'm happy you did a lot it. of ways the story could have went, you know? You took the road less traveled. and It wasn't an easy road. Not at all. One last gem we're going to leave them with is, is what I always tell people is they get so caught up on the destination in the sense of like, okay, say you're about to drive cross country from Miami to L.A., right and you're like man that's the goal so that's the dream and you're the the road's scary right like so you're like i don't know i don't know the road you know like how to get there type of things like but are you worried like i always tell people like don't worry about the 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 whole drive there worry about the what your headlights can see you know what i'm saying like okay. when you're driving you don't think that the road's gonna end you're gonna fall off a cliff if you're driving from la to miami you're like no i trust that what i'm seeing 20 feet in front of me in my headlights is only gonna be road 20 feet after that and 20 feet after that and i'm if that road turns i'm gonna turn with it so don't lose sight of the destination like if you're if you're driving to la like yeah that's where we're driving that's where we're going but don't be like worried about texas or whatever if you're not in texas just be focused on the 15 feet in front of you and that the road's going to be there and as long as you're awake and you're driving you're going to make it there and don't be worried if like if a roadblock comes like if there's a fucking crash in the road and you got to take an alternate route like you're still going to find your way you know what i mean like that's just that's the, just that's the whole goal right there you know what i mean so like that's how we'll leave them is in the sense of like if anybody's even still listening at this point but uh <laughs> I'm but sure. yeah, I think that's a good point to leave because I've I've told a lot of people that and it's helped a lot of people, you know, when they're stressing about where they are in life right now. Say so don't stress it, you know what I mean? Like just worry about that 15 feet. You're on your destination. Just headlights. I always tell myself, headlights, headlights, you know? Like I like that a lot too. Yeah. That's a helpful one. So people attach into that. And like I said, if anybody goes and does anything great. Nobel Peace Prize or whatever from any of those. Just shout me out. Say, I listen to this podcast. He motivated me so much. You're motivating me. Just so everybody knows, we're completely naked right now while we're doing this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why it's the naked So that other girl said, she said, I do all my podcasts naked, actually. And I thought that that would be a cool way to do it if I ever did a video thing. But like the interview. Everybody, everybody's going to blur on them. Yeah. <laughs> That is kind of fun. Honestly, if you go video with it and, and you do it, like that is a, honestly probably a good way to do it. Everybody, like it would definitely get recognition. And like, just like- Oh, 100%. Have you ever seen that like hot naked girl podcast? No, what is it? Oh, wow. Like this- Daddy's girl or call her daddy? No, I don't know. Oh, you're talking about, oh, you're talking about the one that would be, oh. No, yeah, like I'm saying, like what they would be saying, like, like 
oh man, like you gotta watch this, bro. It's like she's she's so smart and intellectual and like naked while she's doing it. It's like wow, this is amazing. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it different. I was trying to think like what would my dad say, but I have to really like not care anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there becomes point. I mean, I'm not saying be like full on naked where I mean I guess to get that type of attention you have to be what I'm saying at least you go like blur it or something where it's just kind of funny you know what I mean? yeah no and I'm thinking of like if I have like some random dude that's like like I'm just like interviewing them and he's just like sitting there naked <laughs> or just talking. Like sitting shirtless or something yeah but in an interview standpoint you know what they say being naked is being vulnerable yeah Imagine you get to a point where it's a sit down interview and the two people are sitting there naked talking. That's like some vulnerable shit. Right? So like, that's an approach that could be cool in itself. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, me and you went to high school together. Next thing you know, I'm sitting there, we're having a naked conversation. Like that's real. <laughs> like right off the rip, you're just like, like naked and afraid. They introduce you. You're like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Naked and afraid. It's like the same you have nothing, thing. Like, you can't hold anything back. Once it's like, Oh, you're naked. I'm na oh, okay. Like, well now I'm, you you kind of strip the facade and and like obviously you're at an early stage but like if you ever make it to youtube on a video level like that might be a genius gem right there it's just like go that route i have it i want to i just need to know how to blur out stuff <laughs> oh, that's easy that's, that's a tutorial like i said one youtube tor tutorial away yeah man i think that that's uh that would be the next stage for sure i'm thinking of like i don't you know why but i was like do a season you know you get through a season and then like yeah you build the following and then like once you get to a point it's like okay now we'll do like a white backdrop or you just do it and you set up a li nice little living room setting where you're doing it you just put a camera on a tripod and you just have a microphone in front of you and you just talk right and you're like all right we're there you know what i mean it's not too you know you're early stages you're planting the seed right now you know what i mean yep. this is your chinese shop this is my chinese shop yeah i'm just yep. putting all the vegetables and shit yep a hundred percent stopping them vegetables well this was awesome thank you for definitely i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy this no for and sure people will really enjoy it too and you just gave me motivation to go do a naked podcast so you know I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i hope you have a great night and uh, let me know when it drops i'm gonna post it Absolutely, I will. Get at least three followers from me. Yeah, oh yeah, just three, I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, you never know. Sometimes engagement's weird. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that's great. I hope everybody listening, you know, you relate to it. And if anybody wants to reach out personally in a DM or something, you know, if I have the time, you know, if I see it, I'll answer it. Um, so yeah. He's a Libra, so he will, because he's a nice person. Yes, I will. I can't, I can't leave people hanging. I and like I guess that. I'll just I'll see you at the ten year. Oh fuck, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> people will come up to say, "Yo, I heard it. It was fucking amazing." That'd be even funnier, right? I'm excited yeah. for it. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. All right, I'll see you. I might be out in LA actually too soon. Hopefully, reach out. Reach out. We'll link up. All right. Perfect. All right. All have right, a good night. Bye.